Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. In early June 1944, one of the largest amphibious assaults in the history of warfare turns the tide in World War II. As Allied forces secure beaches at Normandy, by June 11th, more than 360,000 troops, 50,000 vehicles, and 100,000 tons of equipment mobilized on European soil. In less than a month, nearly a million U.S., British, and Canadian soldiers had used this entry point to advance against Hitler and the Axis powers in Europe. In the moving Saving Private Ryan, Tom Hanks' character, Captain John Miller, leads men as part of the D-Day operations. But, securing a beach at Normandy may not be the most important thing this captain will accomplish in the war. Miller receives special orders, orders straight from the top, to find, bri- to find Private James Francis Ryan. One man. One man in the whole mess of a war. A war that already has claimed the lives of Ryan's three brothers. But there's a problem. Miller and his men do not agree with the mission. They find it ridiculous, nonsensical, unimportant, not worthy of their time, not worthy of attention. Is one man really that important? Hold up with the squad in a church in Newville, Captain Miller and Sergeant Horvath discuss their mission. Miller says the following, When you end up killing one of your men, you tell yourself, it happened. It happened so that you can save the lives of two or three, maybe ten others, maybe a hundred others. Do you know how many men I've lost under my command? How many, Horvath asks? Ninety-four. But that means I've saved the lives of ten times that many, doesn't it? Maybe twenty? Twenty times as many? And that's how simple it is. That's how you rationalize making the choice between the mission and the men. Horvath replies, except this time, the mission is a man. When our Lord Jesus Christ came to earth, when our Lord took on flesh, when He came to usher in the kingdom of God, when He came to do battle with the forces of darkness, He didn't differentiate between mission and men. He couldn't differentiate. He wouldn't differentiate. Because for Jesus, for God, the mission is mankind. It always had been. And it always will be. God desires all people to be saved and come to a knowledge 
of the truth. And that's how simple it is. The mission involves not only life here on earth, but mankind's eternal welfare. Everlasting life is at stake here. If you've seen the movie Saving Private Ryan, you know that Captain Miller didn't really care about Private Ryan one way or the other. Ryan was just another mission to Miller so that he could make it home, go home. Miller actually resented Private Ryan for this attention that he was getting. This Ryan better be worth it, Miller says. He better go home, cure some disease, or invent the longer-lasting light bulb or something. Because the truth is, I wouldn't trade ten Ryans for one Vecchio or one Caparzo. Now, those individuals that I just named are men that Miller had lost under his command. Carpazzo was lost in the search for Ryan. As the journey takes its toll, as it demands more and more, Sergeant Horvath tells Captain Miller that saving Private Ryan might be the one decent thing that they pull out of World War II, the horror and brutality of World War II. Not to be overly dramatic, but I tell you all that to tell you this. You are in a war of higher magnitude than World War II. Not being overly dramatic. You are in a war of higher magnitude than World War II. Dark forces seek your destruction. And that of all mankind. We do not wrestle with flesh and blood, Paul writes in Ephesians 6.12, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms, indeed. And it gets worse. The Bible makes it clear that all people are captive to sin and death and cannot, cannot break free by their own power. This includes you. This includes me. How do we know? That call from the sinful flesh to give in to Satan's plan, to depart from God's will and ways for your good, often wins the day in our hearts and minds and wills. Just a few verses after today's Gospel reading, Peter tells Jesus, I will lay down my life for you. But Peter denies Jesus, right? Three times to save his own skin. And we do the same. You do the same. You deny him. You deny him to save inconvenience. You deny him to save aggravation. You deny him to avoid rejection. You deny him to indulge the sinful Otherwise, churches would be full. So how do people like you and I fight this war? We begin with the knowledge that this is not a mission that we can accomplish. In fact, Jesus Himself tells the disciples in today's reading, where I am going, you cannot come. Where I am going, you cannot come. What does he mean? 
The disciples could not offer themselves as a perfect sacrifice to atone for sin. They could not gain access to a holy God for sinners. Only Jesus could do that, and Jesus did do that. Lived perfectly, died sacrificially, rose in victory and power, secured salvation. It is finished, he cries. He accomplishes God's mission. And he doesn't do it because you're worth it or because you earned it. He does it out of his mercy, out of his steadfast love, out of his covenant faithfulness, his chesed, as the Hebrew would say. Because of those things, he acts on your behalf precisely because you are helpless to secure your own rescue from sin, death, and the power of hell. He comes to you precisely because in your sinful nature, that sinful nature does not want you to live in God's love. And if you don't want God's love in your life, a love that conforms you to the likeness of Christ, Right, that's the key. A love that conforms you to the likeness of Christ. A lot of times we don't want that. Where do we start? Where do we start? As Captain Miller's journey to save Private Ryan draws to its conclusion, as the mission stands on the cusp of completion, Miller tells Private Ryan, earn this. Earn it. Ryan lives the rest of his life the best he can. Sorry if it's a spoiler alert. The movie was from the 90s. so Ryan lives the rest of his life the best he can, but has he done enough? Ryan seems to struggle with that question. He seems unsure. When Jesus completes the mission for you, and he has completed it, He doesn't tell you, earn this, earn it. Jesus does what he does because you are his mission. That's how simple it is. You matter to God. Your spiritual needs matter. Your daily needs matter. Your salvation, which is your greatest need, matters. Your hurts matter. Where do we begin? Mission begins with Christ's heart. The beating heart of Jesus. Because God's mission for all people is the reason behind all that Jesus says and all that Jesus does. His very name, Yeshua, that's right, that's how you say it, means Yahweh is salvation. Jesus cannot do other than desire and secure the salvation of all because His nature is to save, to love, to rescue. His mission is to give you life, life to the full. A life found and given only by God through Him. Jesus is all about godly, sacrificial love for you and for all people. Seeking and saving the lost. Pointing them to God's perfect will and God's perfect love in Him. You know, I've said it a lot. And I know you think, whoa, 
I wish he would quit saying that, but I'm going to keep doing it. We humans have a very fallen way of seeing love. Love is giving me what I want. Even if it's bad for me, especially if it's bad for me, you know. Love is supporting me in whatever I decide, right? Even if it's against God's will. And when those things don't happen, when we don't give what I want or God doesn't say, yes, I approve this message, we come to the conclusion that God is not loving us very well, if at all. But God is glorified in the love that He has for you in Christ. A love that led Jesus to live every moment of His life according to God's perfect will so that you might be saved. A love that led Jesus to go to the cross for our salvation. God is glorified when we see that people, all people, that's the unifying theme throughout the readings, all people are God's mission. People are not a mission that we accomplish or complete so that God will have favor with us, so that we earn the right to salvation. We cannot go where Christ went. We cannot do what Jesus did. We cannot add to what He did or complete it. We simply receive it. We receive it. And we live in that love. We share it. We proclaim it. Make no mistake. Through word and sacrament, Jesus works among us. He works. The Holy Spirit works among us. Through these means, God works. God lives His mission for you here and now. Changing hearts and minds and wills. That's love. God loves us. Mankind is His mission. And He fights for us. And He fights in us. His love in Christ led most of the twelve, right? The apostles. And led Paul to die for the faith. Proclaiming God's salvation to all. Even those who would see them dead. And that's how simple it is. That's what the love of Jesus does. For the love of Christ controls us, or compels us. Sometimes you hear that translation. The love of God compels us, Paul writes. Because we have concluded this, that one has died for all. Therefore, all have died. And He died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves. Right, The malady right there. Boom. And He died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for Him who for their sake died and was raised. Or to put it into context of today's reading, here are these words of Jesus Himself. A new commandment I give to you, that you 
Love one another just as I have loved you. Just as I loved you, you are also to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Amen. And be the peace of God which transcends all human understanding. Guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.